On one of the biggest recognition nights in Texans franchise history, the biggest, Andre Johnson, is now inducted into the Hall of Fame. We talk about that and how a couple other Texans ran off on the award shows. Hands full. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Texans fans, to this Hall of Fame Friday the Celebration Friday. Yes, it is. Hmm. The Hall of Fame Friday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hmm. your team that now has an hmm. NFL Hall of Famer every Days, Cody, step back. If you're not watching the, on YouTube, Cody has a as promised on as promised AJ, who will be a Hall of Famer, but also featuring your Andre Johnson, AJ 80 Hall of Famer. If this is your first time listening or watching the Locked On Texan podcast, you are in for a treat as we talk about the Hall of Fame, of course. Mm. But thank you for stopping by. Please subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube. And wherever you get your podcast, and for all of our returning listeners coming back for another Friday episode, thank you for stopping by. We continue to talk Texans here on this podcast. I'm your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy Hickman. On the other side of the screen, as always, Texans beat reporter, credential media member, Sports Illustrated's own. Yeah, hmm. I just said three things. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the usual Texans feel, but uh, on the other side of the screen, Cody Davis, before we dive into today's show, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. We look at D'Amico Ryan's coming up short, uh, mixed emotions about that. Uh, we also take a trip over to the rookies, both CJ and Will Anderson walking off with the Rookie of the Year awards for their respective sides of the ball. But, guys, on a magnificent night where the NFL 2024 Pro Bowl Hall of Fame class featured Dwight Freeney, Patrick Willis, Steve McMichael, hmm. Devin Hester, hmm. Julius Peppers, some of the greatest names to play football, one of the greatest wide receivers to ever grace turf, to ever grace grass, to ever grace Miami, the hmm. Texas franchise, to ever grace this game of football. Andre Johnson, after two tries on the third try he got in, is now a Hall of Famer. And Cody, before I give it to you, I just want to say this. Go ahead, man. Take How your time. Is excited about DJ. How the city is excited about Tank Dale how the city is excited about Will, how the city is excited about head coach D'Amico Ryans, how the city is excited about many different moving parts for this franchise before they came along for mm. 20 years. There was only three players, four players to give you that excitement. One of those players was Andre Johnson, one of the first, and he may still be the only one to do this. I'm not 100% sure, 
but one of the first wide receivers to have three 1,500-yard receiving seasons in mm. the NFL. Most career seasons with 100 catches and 1,400-plus yards. Marvin Harrison, A.B. with four. Andre Johnson with four. Clutch after clutch after clutch after clutch after clutch catches and moments here in the city of Houston. And I know what Cody's going to say. <laughs> Look who was behind center. So you talk about when you see the evolution of the game, ladies and gentlemen, the evolution of the game of football. Mm, you mm, look mm. at the, the transition from run base, run first offenses, to now you're giving your quarterback opportunities to make plays down the field more consistently. When we saw a trend of more passing attacks, but when you see wide receivers like how I view them now, you got to get your number one wide receiver. We're seeing wide receivers making or breaking quarterbacks. In the NFL, when you're seeing how these guys are coming in advanced more than ever, and they are big helps, maybe the bigger helps of the offenses to compared to some of these quarterbacks. Andre Johnson, shout out to AJ80. He deserves it. Hey man, this is one of those moments where you know, forget credential reporter, throw all that out the window. I'm talking from a fan perspective because, look, for those of you guys that's been rocking with this show, you guys know my favorite team are the New Orleans Saints. I'm from New Orleans. However, the key word is that it's from. I moved to Houston in June of 2003. Do you know who had just got here in April of 2003 with the number three overall pick? It's ironic because it took him three times, three tries to get into the Hall of Fame. Andre Johnson. And look, when I got to got, got here to the city of Houston, the New Orleans Saints wasn't the prime time New Orleans Saints like they became a couple years later when Drew Brees got here. No, unless you had NFL Red Zone, whatever it was called at that time, I think it was called NFL Big Sunday Ticket or something like that, you, you couldn't watch the Saints. You, you, you couldn't, which means I spent – my Sundays watching the Houston Texans. And without a shadow of a doubt, I fell in love with Andre Johnson. And without a shadow of a doubt, he became one of my top five players in NFL history. And then even when you take a look at my list of favorite athletes in general, Andre Johnson definitely makes the list. I am so hyped and so excited to see Andre Johnson finally get his name, his opportunity, get the chance to get into a Hall of Fame. John, you already talked about him and the quarterbacks he had to play with, which, by the way, I looked at this stat because I didn't have the stats in front of me yesterday when we, when we played around with this. But I went back and looked at it today. Andre Johnson is 11th all time for most receiving yards in NFL history all of the other top 10 wide receivers that's in front of him with the exception of Terrell Owens I believe every single one of these wide receivers play with if not a hall of fame quarterback at least a pro bowl or an all pro caliber 
quarterback. Even when you take a look at Terrell Owens, he played with the likes of Donovan McNair, who was an all-pro quarterback at one time. Even in his time in San Francisco, at least he had Jeff, I think his name was Jeff Garcia, if I'm not mistaken. At least he was what? I think a four or five-time pro bowler. The most awards that that Andre Johnson quarterback has ever won was two Pro Bowl names, two Pro Bowls added to his name, which was, of course, Matt Schaub. That is part of the reason why I kept looking at Andre Johnson. I kept saying to myself, there's no way in the world you going to continue to not let him into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I, I, right. I, I'm just thrilled, man. And, 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 and look, I know you feel a certain way because Johnson put your city. You actually born and raised yeah. in Houston. He put your city on the map. Come the on, man. About, the thing about Andre Johnson is a couple of things. I've always felt like he was the coach's dream. And receiver hmm. now let's talk about receivers that we watched growing up co proclaimed diva my favorite receiver of all time randy moss you know diva uh uh we can go fast forward a little bit later in in, in life antonio brown diva like we've seen the diva tag get attached Keyshawn johnson We've seen that Chad tag. Chad Ochocinco. Chad <laughs> somewhat of a diva, right? We've seen that tag get attached to wide receivers more times than we've seen it attached to any other position. And with Andre Johnson, Andre Johnson, I believe, was a coach's dream. If you guys remember that Miami team that <clears throat> thought they was going to go all the way, I think they had, like, signs printed out saying they already won the championship, the BCS title game, right? Hmm. But they lost. And I think that changed his approach to the game a little bit. But he's a coach's dream. He is a fan dream. And now when I say fan's dream, I want to take a step out of talking about his work on the field. Do y'all remember? Now, let's let's go back in our time machine a little bit, right? Because this is a place where a lot of us millennials always love going. Cody, do you know what story I'm about to bring up? I think so. Go ahead and drop it. Toys. Are us. <laughs> you guys sure. remember that? Andre Johnson in his charity, and I believe one of the last couple of years that he was like, you know, really around in the NFL, we reached out. This is when we were still doing like the rundown report. <laughs> when we reached out, we were unsuccessful. But I remember Andre Johnson routinely each year, just Christmas time, kids, we going to Toys R Us. One of the years he dropped nearly $20,000. And you know, from a fan perspective, was I able to get in on that? No, that was 2012. I was 21, 20 years old at that time. But to see somebody who effortlessly put his DNA into the DNA of the community of Houston, and you wouldn't know Andre Johnson is doing it unless you just happen to be one of the kids there, one of the kids' parents, or just so happen to be around because he was always so quiet about getting things done. And so when I say he's a coach's dream, he's a he's a fan's dream, he's a franchise dream, uh, dream. He's a guy that comes in, does the work. I know he has his own separate private life, but he's always been a model representative on and off the field, a perfect face for this franchise, a perfect face for the city of Houston sports. And so I think for Houston fans, for us here, this is the perfect time for us to kind of just repay him back a little bit and be mm. perfect, perfect representatives of what he was able to do 
for the Houston Texans that didn't bring a championship, but you know what it did bring? Some of the best barbershop talks. Mm. Who you taking over him? Who you take? I don't know, man. Andre, I don't know, man. If they would have did this, if they would have did that, we would have seen more of Andre Johnson. But he's always been one of the best at whether it's playing football, being a model representative of this franchise, or just being a human being in person. Can't thank Andre Johnson enough. Shout out to Andre for representing this city, representing mm. the city of you know his hometown, Florida, Miami, wherever he's going. But just being one of the most dominant receivers on the low, you wouldn't know because at the end of the day, he's not going to tell you about it. Only his play will. And a lot of times he didn't have a quarterback to consistently back him up, which is why. <laughs> Maybe that's why it took three years instead of two or one because, you know, his career could have been different. But, again, Cody, I can't talk about it, can't thank him enough for being just absolutely the closest thing to perfect for this franchise um, that they've seen to the point up until 2011 where uh, J.J. Watt was drafted, who we are waiting for next to be a Uh, But tonight is all about about two years, two more years. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from another retirement account with a 3% match. That's right. No cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. The offer is good through April 30th. Get Robin, get started with at Robinhood.com slash boost subscription. Please apply. And now for some legal information that we have to share with you guys. Investing involves risk, including losses. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the start, from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subjected to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA is available to U.S. customers in good standing. And let's continue with the savings talk. With Game Time, the fastest and easiest way to buy your tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when you get their big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Listen, what are some of the things that you like about the Game Time app? Well, I'm going to tell you one one thing that I like. I love being able to just look at my seats and see where I'm looking at, like my view. Okay, I'm at this seat. I got tickets for this seat. I can kind of see how close I am. And I love that option. I also like how with the uh, zone deals, I can pick a section. Game Time will do the rest of the work, picking a seat for big time savings. And my mom bought some tickets off Game Time. She was telling me, you know how some of some of these apps are. You 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 want to pay some money, but then they charge you more and everything, and then you find out it's cheaper later on. 
with the game time guarantee, that means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time right now. All game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Terms apply. Download the app. Use code Vegas100, V-E-G-A-S, Vegas100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Welcome back in, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. So we have to now pivot over to other awards that was won uh, Thursday night, as Cody and I record right now, for the Houston Texans, the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year Award. We can start with that, Cody. C.J. Stroud commanded 246 points. Uh, Puka Nakua, 154 Sam Laporta, Detroit. I like the tight end up in Detroit. 40, 40 votes. Jameer Gibbs, four. B. John Robinson, three. So on and so forth. And then when you look at the AP Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson, 151. Jalen Carter, 122. Kobe Turner, 95. Devin Weatherspoon, I like him a lot. He only mm-hmm. got 57 votes. And then so on and so forth. And so we see that. For Houston, their top two rookies, number two and number three, ran off on the plug <laughs> twice with, with 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 their awards. What does that mean? And what are your overall thoughts, Cody? Um, plain and simple, something that we've been saying ever since what about week six, week seven of the regular season that the Houston Texans are definitely off to something special. And you know, I I've I, I seen a lot of people on social media. Um, both fans and reporters and stuff talk, talked about how last night was arguably one of, if not the greatest night in franchise history, and rightfully so, because not only did we have an opportunity to celebrate the past in Andre Johnson, but we also had an opportunity to celebrate both the present and the future. And when you take a look at CJ Stroud and Will Anderson Jr., man, like the fact that they had an opportunity to draft not one, but two franchise cornerstone game changers future mvps however you want to label it like the fact that they got both of those guys in the draft pick two then you turned around and traded up for pick three man it it says a lot about this organization man shout out to um cj and will anderson jr i know throughout the over the last week or so you and i've been joking about you know whether or not it was going to be a big surprise who was going to walk away with offensive and defensive um rookie of the year but you know to finally see them solidified both of their rookie seasons um, with their first of uh, probably many, many, many major awards throughout their careers, man. It says a lot for both of them. Now, before moving on, John, listeners and viewers, I do want to share a couple things with you guys. Um, I think the turning point when we really started seeing how special Will, but, most of, but mainly CJ could be, was week eight of the 2023 campaign. That was the year where um, the Houston Texans defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 39-37. Um, Will Anderson Jr. Um, you know, had an impact on that game. However, we all remember that game. That's the first um, game-winning drive for C.J. Stroud. And that 
particular week, I had an opportunity to catch up with both Sheldon Rankins and Davis Mills. And I think the the, the, the interviews that you guys are about to hear kind of highlight and represent how special CJ is. Because the one thing that me and Sheldon Rankins talked about on several occasions throughout the season, both on record and off record, was the fact that CJ is showing flashes of a Hall of Fame quarterback in year one. And this is a young man who has played with one of the greatest quarterbacks in, in, in league history, Andrew Brees. Then after that game, CJ gave a special shout out to Davis Mills, how Davis Mills has actually helped him throughout his rookie season, um, getting accustomed to it. And I had an opportunity to pull Davis to the side. I want to say maybe the next day after I finished talking to Sheldon Rankins and Davis actually talked about, you know, the things that he has been doing to help CJ and, and why he has been part of this journey of arguably one of the best rookie seasons that we have seen from a first-year quarterback. So please just take a listen to these interviews. You you was on the Saints team in 2019. Correct. When Drew Brees led them back against the Texans. Correct. Okay, so that was, I want to say, 37 seconds. Yes. What do you remember about that particular game that those those final minutes Texans scored 30 seconds left everybody was like that's too much time to me yeah like they, yeah no I mean that's literally it I think mm-hmm. um being around Drew for at that point in time four years mm-hmm. uh, you knew if he got any kind of time yeah <laughs> we got a chance and uh-huh. then obviously with it being you know upwards of over 30 seconds, and understanding how the offense ran through him in those two-minute situations. You knew you had a chance. All, 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 all it was going to come down to was, obviously, you know, him doing what he does, making the right read, getting the ball to the guy, guy catching the ball. And that's it. Like, there were never moments when there was time left on the clock that we didn't feel like, oh, we can still win this. Yeah. Like, it just, it wasn't. So, uh, that's a beautiful thing to, to be able to experience, a luxury to have. Not everybody has that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks who can, you know, play good for, you know, 59 minutes. And then, <laughs> you know, when it's crunch time and you got to really run the show, uh-huh. you know, down the stretch and, and really instruct guys on where to be. I've been seeing this all day. Hey, cut it short. Do this. Uh-huh. So tuck in behind that guy. You know, really on the fly, like, there's a lot of guys that really can't do that to that level. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful thing to watch. Every time I saw him do it, it was, you know, it was Okay, so, so you were somebody who's seen this. Absolutely. We talked about Absolutely. this before. Absolutely. Is it normal to see what you just described in a rookie quarterback at game number seven? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not it's, that's not normal, but nothing he's doing is normal. Uh, you know, think about the, you know, the first big thing is think about the way he's protecting the ball. That's notorious something rookie quarterbacks struggle with at some point in time. You know, whether you know they might start off hot and the teams figure you out, so they force you into some situations, or you just get a little antsy and you start forcing things, whatever it is. I mean, CJ does a great job of taking whatever is is given yeah. and. Uh, and putting the ball in the right spots and not doing everything to play complimentary football. Mm-hmm. He, you know, to, to be in his situation, understanding, you know, he is the franchise quarterback. I mean, you know, the, the 
pressure of you know all that that comes with it and mm-hmm. still be able to understand that the totality of the team concept and understanding not to put my defense or my special teams in uh, adverse situations and protect the ball and different things like that. I mean, that's just wise beyond his years. And then on top of that, just the playmaking ability for him to be able to fit throws in places you probably shouldn't, you know, probably wouldn't even think about throwing. I mean, even the, the, the throw before the touchdown, the one he threw on the the corner of the tank. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, know that's, talk, talk about. Yeah, I mean, like, if you really watch it, like, you know, yeah, the corner is low, but the corner's looking. Like, the corner is watching CJ look over there and is actually starting to head towards that corner out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for CJ to still have the confidence in not only tank, but himself to really just put it in there where pretty much it was either going to be a completion or incompletion. There was never yeah. going to be a chance of an interception or anything like that. I mean, for him to put that ball where he put it, I mean, you just don't see that uh, from many quarterbacks, let alone <laughs> let alone a guy who's only played, you know. Seven. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, you know, that was his eighth, eighth Seven, game. Eight. <laughs> like, you know, as yeah. a professional quarterback. So, uh-huh. uh, it's special to watch. I think I talked about it some weeks ago. Yeah, but, I remember. We, I, yeah, I, I talked I about it some weeks ago. It. But, I mean, to watch his maturation every week. To watch it unfold, to watch him just be comfortable no matter the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, a lot of quarterbacks in that situation. Are like, yeah. Damn, it's on me. It's I gotta. Like, no, he. Oh, cool. They let me. Forty six. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Like, you know, and then hearing this post game presser where he breaks down the, mm-hmm. you know, each and every throw, his thought process. I mean, like, that's special. It's special. It's. I said, it's crazy to say you just still have room to grow. Yeah. You know, so uh, I'm blessed. <laughs> blessed. Like I said, there's just not many yeah. guys who could execute that the way he did to perfection. I mean, it was literally, you couldn't draw it up any better. So, um, blessed to watch it. Blessed to watch it. Blessed mm-hmm. to be a part of it. And I, I tell them all the time, like, oh, you special. Just keep doing like. Mm-hmm. Just trust in whatever got you here that's made you special. Like, don't deviate from it. Just continue to do all those things. The proof is in the game field. What, what, what can you actually share about those meetings? Because I think it was the game against Tampa Bay, I think. Uh, he said, he, like I mentioned, he shouted you and Case Keenum out saying that he relied upon you guys to get the true sense of that understanding and stuff for the league. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is just you share a lot with the guys that are going through the season with you, that are going through all the training with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been going through the same stuff since he got here in the summer. Yeah. Um, and, or even in the spring when he got here, right after he got drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all learning the offense at the same time. Yeah. Um, we're all relying on each other to talk through plays, talk through ideas, talk through how we're seeing the defenses and how it relates to our job. And mm-hmm. um, I think both myself and Case have seen a lot of defense obviously case has been around been a bunch been through a bunch of different offenses he's been in schemes similar to this one before mm-hmm. and myself uh this scheme's new to me just like it is for cj but yeah i've seen been in some other systems before so just having some of that um knowledge and experience he's been picking our brains and um throughout the how the, the way the season goes i mean mm-hmm. um, not everything's gonna be out on the field how you want it to be. Um, n- nothing's ever going to be perfect. We're trying to strive for perfection, but uh, 
it's pretty insane if you think you can go out there and play a perfect game each week. So mm -hmm. um, it's been fun just seeing how CJ's continue to progress. And um, I don't know how much he tells everybody or <laughs> how much he actually thinks, but I mean, yeah. we're, we're fine for him to do as best as possible. And if he looks for us to help him out doing that, then mm -hmm. we're going to try to play our role the best we can to help him with that. What um when you when you look back on your rookie season. Not, not not comparing it to CJ, but what are some of the things that you went through that you, you know, I guess in a way kind of like share with him, okay, as a rookie, this is what I'm looking at, how I was in college, now on the pro level, I think you started like 12 games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, you, you went through, you already been through this transition. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is just like, you can hear so much from people telling you things about what it's going to be like, but mm -hmm. until you go out there and you're in the shoes and you're taking the snaps and seeing the defenses uh, like in person, um, you're going to be the one who has to find out the answers. Yeah. Uh, he's done a great job of preparing and making sure he's doing the right things when some of those problems uh, display themselves in front of him out there on the field. But mm -hmm. um, when the live bullets start flying around you, everything everyone's watching you as a quarterback so yeah he's done a great job of handling that and preparing and uh, it's been exciting i think that was the first thing that was one of the things i told him in the off season and that I mean, it's been playing out firsthand mm -hmm. uh, it takes it takes a little bit of time to go out there and do what uh you want to do and how you picture yourself playing uh, not every not every game is going to be perfect mm -hmm. season's long uh, but as if we're keep hitting our stride and start playing our better football later in the season like we have been doing yeah. I mean the sky's the limit it's been fun well um how important I know a lot of people you know might not you know hear the veteran leadership turn some of them roll their eyes to it but how important it is for a young player to have you know someone like yourself in pace to you know try to get that you know as much help as possible you know because um, I remember Going back to your rookie season, I remember, you know, when you was going through your development and stuff, you know, one of the players that you talked about a lot was Tyrod Taylor. Unless, you know, you kind of like leaned upon him and stuff. Like, how important is that little relationship in general? I think, I mean, it plays a big role in the quarterback room, but I think mm -hmm. it just shows how well we've built this team and what the front office and coaches have done uh, filling out just the whole roster. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of guys and uh, leadership roles, but a lot of guys who – you wouldn't really say they're leaders or captains with the C on their jersey, but mm -hmm. um, you're really looking for them to come out and bring the intensity and uh, bring the mentality that we want in the building. And I mean, I think that just mindset echoes around the locker room. Yeah. CJ's done a good job at stepping up and um, kind of fitting in the position as a leader on the offense and for the team. And mm -hmm. It's been great to see, see him continue to grow. Need a new car? Looking for the right SUV for your family? Are you that kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have lined have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Whether you're looking for the Nissan Rogue, the 2024 Nissan Rogue, which is a perfect SUV four city drives and great escapes or if you're looking for something a little bit more bigger the pathfinder the 2024 nissan pathfinder has room up to eight people to fit up to eight people and has an expansive cargo capacity and advanced available four by four capability or 
If you're looking for the top of the line, cream of the crop, creme de la creme, the 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to eight in the first-class luxury style. You're going to love it. Toe bigger and explore further with the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. And this is also the perfect time to let you guys know about Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections. Sit back and watch the winnings roll in. The big game is Sunday. Prospects has the most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into 1K. $10 into 1K. Prospects also offers the reboot policy and insurance policy. If one player goes out in the first half and doesn't return in the second, prize picks will reboot that player. The only daily fantasy sports platform that does that. Download the prospect app to your phone today or go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers. The excitement got the best of me. I'm sorry mm. about that. Got the best but of I... me too, man. I'm sorry. This is more so of a fan perspective, especially in that first segment. So I'm sorry about that. I technically cannot get in trouble because you don't see what's in my cup. But this is a Battle Red Cup for those that are listening and those mm. that are watching. Mm. Battle Red Cup, mm. Bulls on Parade Cup. <laughs> This is for Andre Johnson for all of the great seasons, the great moments, the clutch catches, the clutch moments, everything he's done, not only for the franchise itself, but the city of Houston. This is for Andre Johnson. (laughs) And again, you would not know what's in my cup, but it is a battle red cup. But we look at D'Amico Ryan's coming up short Mm. and him coming up short, Coach Ryan's coming up short was a little bit Oh, tricky because technically Coach Ryan's and Coach Stefanski tied with 165 total votes, but Coach Stefanski, Stefanski, excuse me, the Cleveland Browns coach, had an additional one additional first place vote, mm. which gave him the nod over Coach Ryan's. I think it's tough, man. I think I I, I think listen. 4 and 12, 4 and 13, 3 13 and 1. And in year one, you roll the dice, you go draft your quarterback, you trade up for Will Anderson. You have a fairly good free agent class, a lot of impactful free agents. You work well with the general manager. Remember, a lot of us was questioning how long Nick would be here, what's going to be the next move and stuff. Mm-hmm. They work well together, they pair well together, they talk amazingly about one another all the time. You you transform this defense in a way. Of course, you look at last year giving up 170 yards on the ground, uh, drastically improved this year. You go get the guys you want, right? You coach up guys like Christian Harris. You get the best out of Blake Cashman. 
We saw uh, exactly what the Texans were looking for in Derek Singley when they drafted him a couple of years ago when he came back from his injury. You, you can't talk about enough the job that D'Amico Ryans did. And for him to come up short, I don't want to call it disappointing because I think Coach Stefanski did a damn good job. But I think the silver line, well, not the silver line, but the, what, 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 what would give me the edge over D'Amico Ryans is the Browns were contenders to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Coming into the regular season, right after the draft, a mm-hmm. lot of people were tweeting, well, CJ won't make it this season. He won't make it. He won't last. The Texans will regret trading that pick because they won't be able to get a top pick in next year's draft. There was a lot of disrespectful, distasteful tweets that was coming out from national talking heads and some locally and hmm. led by D'Amico Ryans. And if you guys are in that locker room, Cody, please speak on it, preach on it. The Texan just said, screw you. We ball. So I kind of think D'Amico Ryans got robbed a little bit. I'm not mad because I like what Coach Stefanski did, losing four quarterbacks, losing your engine of, their, of that offense when Nick Chubb went down. I get it. But, man, you talk about changing the culture in nine months. That's tough. First of all, this is the perfect example why it doesn't matter the league or the sport. I feel like if it's a regular season award that is being given, you need to do it no later than a week after the regular season ends because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to get to. Like, I'm pretty sure all of these votes got done probably, if not the final week, probably right after the regular season was over. And I'm like, how in the world, can you be quote unquote tied for a coach of the year when the coach who did not win the award beat down on the team and the coach that literally won the award? That doesn't make sense to me. Um, John, you said you don't want to call it a disappoint of uh, a disappointment, and I don't want to rain, rain on this parade because I do believe this is one of the best um nights, one of the best days in franchise history, but that one was a little bit that that was a tough pill to swallow because i don't understand how somebody can look at the houston texans a team that literally won 11 games over the previous three years the houston texans was so much of a laughing stock of the league to the point remember when they got eliminated from playoff contention in 2022 they didn't use davis mills brandon Mm -hmm. cooks lovey smith um, Nico, they use Toro the mascot as a as a joke to say the Houston Texans have been ruled out of playoff contention. Remember, eleven wins in three years yeah. in his first year in head coach. Regular season and playoffs combined, they won a total of eleven games. I do want to say this two things before I close out. Favorite moment of Andre Johnson. Will always be. <laughs> Will always be. Because you have to see what Andre Johnson did to the fans when he when he beat up Courtney Finnegan. <laughs> uh I was at my grandmother's house and I seen an entire house 
of 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 South Park representatives and residents turn up. Mm. And Andre Johnson, I think in like four hours is at the Rocket game. And I also <laughs> think maybe if the NFL honor show was in January or March, uh, Demico probably would have won that award. But since it was in February, it was just too much to give all of them to him. So. Uh, <laughs> Thank y'all for watching today's episode of the Like Throw Texas podcast. We like to oh, have man. fun a little bit. Andre, this show is for you, man. Make sure that y'all subscribe, like, and comment to the Like Throw Texas podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Really quick, Texans fans, enjoy tonight. And just buckle up because you guys are in for one hell of a ride. It's <laughs> way to be rolled. Boy, possibly a decade if everything continues to work out. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.